0: Is the art of masculinity with your host johnny elsassan hey everyone today's guest is gerald limongeli and he is a faith-based men's coach dedicated to supporting men live a life of passion purpose and play he helps men elevate to their highest expression through focusing on mind body spirit and service Jerry is a good friend of mine and an amazing human being, somebody who enters every conversation with such an open heart and somebody who embraces men and just lends his support. It's a beautiful thing to watch and to feel when you're in a conversation with him. He is absolutely epic. Former uh, entertainment industry individual who used to put together a lot of high end you know, get togethers and structured a lot of high end events. So really honored to have him on the show today. And I know that there are so many nuggets he drops for everybody to pay attention to. So make sure you guys have your notebook out for this one because it is on fire. So, all right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode and remember that I will see you around the corner. Welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. Today we have my dear friend Gerald Lemoncello. That's what we like to call him. How do you say your last name?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, if you want to americanize it, it's Lemon Jelly, which was the most of my life. But if you want to be real Italian, it's Limoncelli. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did I did that on purpose because I knew I wanted you to say it, yeah. uh, just cuz I knew you'd have some fun with it. But Jerry, you and I have had the fortune of becoming fast friends recently from the 48 hour reset. You are doing so much in the world to really lift men up today. And I'm just happy to have you on the show. I'm really happy to be able to jam out with you and just to see your face this morning it's, it's, <laughs> just brings happiness to me.
1: Thank you. It's received. And the feeling's mutual. I'm just uh, forecasting what my beard could potentially look like if I stay committed to this year.
0: Dude, you got to stay committed. You've already done a lot of the hard like you got past the scratchy phase.
1: Ooh, yeah, you got to use that beard oil. And then you got to use like that lotion to keep it like soft.
0: Yeah, that's rough. Most guys can't get past that. But you're like past that already. Now, if you go back, you're just going to hurt yourself because you know, you're going to want to grow your beard again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed to one year.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. No, no, tr- no trimming at all or, or just minor trimming.
1: Yeah. I just, maybe I just do like right here I've been doing, but I read something that said like, don't touch it or trim it for like three months.
0: Oh, okay. Really? What's yeah. the, what's the purpose behind the three months thing? Is it just to let it go or does it I think they faster? said I don't know.
1: Yeah. From yeah. what I read, it, it said like, you have to let it get some like size before you like go underneath and you start giving it its direction. Like most people, they, they trim and they trim and then it doesn't get to grow. Mm, so I'm letting it, it like grow. It. I just do like here. Cause I don't want it like going into my like weird face or like my lip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's the, it's the worst when it starts to come over the top of your lip and you're trying to eat food and you're like, what, why am I eating beard? Yeah. <laughs> the worst.
1: I'm excited. I-
0: well, I love it, brother. Let's get you in the manly round because I'm excited to get Ooh. out of the manly round. Cause you have so much to deliver, but the manly <laughs> round is our, yeah, it's our fun <laughs> way. So the community gets to know Jerry, um, a little more intimately. Perfect. I'm
1: all about it. Let's get it. Let's get manly. All
0: right, brother. What is your spirit animal and why? Oh, oh spirit animal.
1: It's a good one. Um, well, right away, what came first in my head was a wolf. Um, The why, all right. the why, I feel that they are the most intelligent and crafty of the bunch. You know, I, I, I thought I thought like a lion but then I was like if I was to be hunted by any apex predator I would actually rather be hunted by a lion because they're lazy. But a mm. wolf is not and a wolf knows how to play team. Right? And then the lone wolf everyone <laughs> who says the lone wolf or the black wolf or like you know the outcast he actually has the hardest time cuz he has to survive by himself but wolves have supreme organizational skills. They all know how to, you know, hunt and and feed the pack, so they win as a team. They hunt as a team, right? But they also have the uh, ability to be individuals. So, like a wolf, mm. reminds me a lot of like wrestling, and that's what I've done my whole life. Like it's a team sport, and your team could be trash, but you could be an NCAA champion. So it's like the balancing act that I think is so important, and and it and it reflects how men could learn from that, right? You could learn how to win as an individual, but win as team.
0: Uh, dude, this this is why I was so excited when you were <laughs> like, dude, can I come on the show? I was like, Fuck, yes you can cuz you just give such great explanations that if I was a guy listening to this right now, I would have already gotten so many nuggets just out of your explanation of that because yeah. all of that is fundamentally true about the the wolf, the way they hunt, yeah. what it's like to be a lone wolf and the fact that yeah, the, one of the things that people don't talk about is they're incredibly organized when they go on hunts. Yes. Um and that and in that tribe that they have, that pack, you know, that's what makes them apex predators. It's, it's not yeah. them in and of themselves. It's, it's the joint collective yes. of them that makes them apex. I love that brother. And also yeah.
1: interesting. I, you know, I, 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 rarely watch TV unless it's YouTube. That's like my most shameful thing As I'm obsessed with YouTube. Um, but <laughs> I got into those, um, it was like, they weren't full episodes, but they were, like just the digestible enough of a life below zero. You ever watch that
0: show? Oh yeah. I used to watch that all the time. Love it. And there's the
1: one where Sue Akins is like, you know, she's like, she's like, as far as you can go to where it's like, here's, here's crazy. She's like, right. just above it. (laughs) Like you gotta be some type of person to want to live where she lives and be cool with it. And she was talking about how, when polar bears get disrupted in their sleep and they come out of um, I guess hibernation that she said mm-hmm. they're like straight up killers and they like will eat anything, whatever. And she said, I watched like a 900 pound or probably more polar bear get literally ripped limb from limb by a pack of wolves. And the way they did it was through wow. patients. They ran the polar bear till exhaustion Right, so they would just run up to it and nip it, and keep it running, keep it running till it keeled over an exhaustion, and then they just dismantled it. And I'm like, you see, that's what makes me worried is that they're they're patient.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and that's a testament to men. You know, I I mm. uh, I've started writing writing my book, and part of it it it, le- it lends to what you're saying. It's it's the cerebral mindset that. You know, real alphas have it's not just yeah. the big warrior, right? It's actually having that structure, that patience, seeing the real battlefield from a very, very uh, uh, external perspective before they actually commit, right? Right, yep, yeah. I love that, brother. Oh, so good, starting things off with fire. Let's get Jerry. it, I let's love get it. it. <laughs> You're setting the bar high, don't let me down, please. I won't let you down. I won't let you down, I promise. <laughs> All right, what song whenever you hear it, no matter where you are on this planet, what is a song that you just have to start busting out and singing along with as Ooh, soon as you start hearing it?
1: Singing along with too? Yeah. That's a real that's like the hardest question ever. That's so hard. I know.
0: Cause you could be on a hot date and you got to imagine like a song that comes on. You're like, I just have to start singing this, even though she's here. And we probably don't know each other that well, but it's going to look good.
1: Dude. Cause I know like 5 billion songs. I'm like, which one would I just start singing randomly? Oh man. I'm going to go back to being born in Queens, growing up in like New York city. It has to be notorious B I G big papa.
0: Oh, good jam, bro. That is good. Yeah. I love that.
1: That was like at every, every party, every house party you ever went to, it comes on everyone. It's all a dream. (laughs) It used to be word of magazine. (laughs) Everyone's like, I know all the words. Like we know it. Like that was the jam
0: dude such a good one such a good era of rap when he was around too like yeah. i actually really love that era of rap it was it was something that i think is unprecedented oh but, the 90s dude, you had
1: Wu, you had tribe you yep. had biggie you had them all you had talib and now it's like it sounds like i don't even know what they're saying it's just like bah, 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 bah. yeah and it's just like the beat comes on you're like oh the beat's cool but what did he say i don't even know what he said
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Cause I, I thought there was so much talent back in the nineties, like bone thugs and harmony. You had obviously Tupac and yes. like you had all those guys. It was like legit, man. And then For nowadays sure. I'm just like, uh, and no offense to any rappers listening. I'm just, I haven't been super, super impressed of like the recent stuff. Not saying there, yeah. there isn't any good shit. I just haven't been super impressed like I was in the '90s. Uh, yeah, I
1: think the difference is '90s was lyricists, and then the era we're in now is just hype music.
0: Mm, like you hear it, yeah. and you just get kind
1: of hyped, and you're doing the dance moves. Maybe you make a TikTok out of it. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so good, man. Great song. All right, yeah. your next one is: If you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be?
1: DJ Big Coco.
0: <laughs> Why big <did> Coco?
1: So <laughs> half half personal story, half uh just just a funny name. So um I actually used to go like I was in the entertainment industry for like a decade, and I grew up in Long Island, and a lot of my friends they were into like going into New York City and going to all of like the house music clubs like Sound Factory, Twilo, Limelight. Um, I went more towards like the bottle service club because it was like where you're going to build a career. That's where it's going to be. And I had this friend, uh, my friend Mike. And a, a common thing in Long Island is you spike your hair with ridiculous hair product and you take a tremendous amount of steroids for the summertime. And Mike was like <laughs> five, seven, 220 pounds. Right. And the thing to do is you oh. go, to the, yeah, huge, like totally on amazing amount of steroids. And he takes off his shirt in the nightclub and he looks at me and he's like, bro, who's this guy? DJ Big Coco. (laughs) And I'm like, you might technically be a crazy person. And he referred to me (laughs) moving forward. He would call me all the time, like, what's up, Big Coco? Like he just called me Big Coco. And I'm like, I don't even know, I'm like this, I'm like short white Italian guy and you're just calling me like Big Coco. Like what's the deal? So I think that would be an awesome DJ journey because people are like, where'd you get that from? Well, here's the story.
0: I love that name for you, man. That's <laughs> so Bingo, good. Bro. and it's a gra- <laughs> That's a great story behind it too. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. All right, bro. Your last one. I'm actually really interested for this one because um, you don't have to answer the second part of it, but the first part of it, you do have to okay. answer. Oh, the man. first part is if you could pull a prank, on any well-known person dead or alive. So you can travel through time. If you could pull a prank on any well-known person. So somebody we all would probably know more or less, if you could pull a prank, who would it be on? And the second part is if you know what it is, then let us know. If not, it's okay.
1: If you know what it is, then let us know. Is that the second part?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if not, then you're perfectly fine.
1: So you're basically saying, if you don't know who you're gonna prank, don't worry about it, if you do, let me know.
0: No, 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 you have to let me know who you're pranking. But if you don't know what the prank is, then don't worry about it. But if, because some people are pranksters and some people really aren't, so they'll have a funny person they'd love to prank, but they just don't know how they would prank them. So we just wanna at least know who you would prank if you don't know how you wanna prank them. Man,
1: these are like such good questions. These are like such good <laughs> questions. Who would I go back in time and prank? Jeez. Or it could be present. It could in be present, present.
0: If you, if you yeah, if you want, if you like somebody now that you think would be fun to prank, it could be either or.
1: Oh, this would be awesome. So I like to go back in time to the recent election. And then you would be like, oh, Trump, you totally won. And then he'd be like, Yeah. then I'd be like, no you didn't <laughs> that's fucked up man <laughs> that is. And, I'm, and i'm not on either side i just think it'd be funny because he'd be like super pumped up and then you would have to like go back and be like no you didn't and then you would just see the face of despair it'd be kind of awesome
0: oh dude that'd be so rough because you know he'd talk shit too he like he talk win, he stuff. talks some shit and then you tell him after he talks some shit and then it's like yeah. wait what <laughs>
1: I actually, that, I don't even know why that popped in my head. The only thing I could think of was there is a true story in New York state wrestling where there was a wrestling match in the state finals and it came down to the near wire. Okay. And this guy gets a takedown with like a second to go or something, or, or like just basically um, right at the buzzer. And I think cause there was so much confusion. There was so much chaos that the referee right because it came down the wire so he didn't know the other guy didn't know if the two was given or the no two was given to beat them so the referee mm. raises the wrong guy's hand mm. so the dude goes crazy oh my god i'm a state champion i can't he does a backflip. everything and my my coach tells us this story because he was there and All of a sudden, like after this dude's hyping, jumping around like a maniac, they're like, whoa, wrong guy. So they bring him back to the center. They shake hands. They raise the other guy's hand. And the dude comes off the mat, like head down. And the coach says to him, this is so classic. He says to him, hey, listen, at least you know what it's like to win a state title.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, though. That's so So good. good. Because when we... When we can feel the emotions, we can oh, manifest it later. We can tap back into that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: take it. That's if that a was very... pain, I would have took it. I would have been like, whatever. I didn't get that. I just got the loss and it was so painful. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go with my tail between my legs.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I do that's such an aware coach. That's actually really good. Yeah. Really good. Well, cool, brother. I love this. You did really well for the manly round. You're approved <laughs> to continue on the podcast. So some of
1: the hardest questions ever. <laughs> wow.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, so, you know, everybody got to hear your bio prior to the episode, but I always love to have my guests share a little bit about kind of what brought them to this point today, especially with how you're impacting men in your business Mm. and just, I mean, really what you're stepping into period as supporting men, uh, you know, grow and become that more authentic, best version of themselves.
1: Um, yeah, so do you want, so the question, do you want me just to kind of overview of like my journey and how I got here?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. What what is, what is it that shifted your mindset? Maybe what was some of the struggles you encountered that shifted that mindset? What were the things that really kind of set you back or helped you to find this man that you are today?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, you know, it's been a very in, it's interesting timing because yesterday I was in uh, discipleship training, right? It was week two of a year-long Bible study that I'm doing at Austin Ridge here in in Texas. And the assignment that the pastor asked us to do was a timeline of your life, of all of the, I guess, call highlight reels of each year, right? What stood out the most. And uh, I found that to be interesting because I actually, in my program, I ask guys to do that in a different way where I say, you know, go back 10 years and each year, tell me all your big wins that stand out. And then let's look at what the next 10 years are going to look like, right? So it's, it's called the vision. And as I was looking at my life, I was like, wow, this has been, this has been one heck of a journey. And all this stuff leading up to when I started getting curious about transformation, self development, you know, kind of looking at yourself and really examining like, well, how am I, like, what am I doing with my life other than making money, chasing women and being like just in the, in the orbit of the rat race, right? It's like 2015 for me. So I had done ten years in entertainment, you know, New York, L.A., Las Vegas, every celebrity, every party, every event, um, all the glitz, the glam, the fame, good-looking women, supermodels, you know, celebrities, blah blah blah. Never really fulfilled at the core. Of course, how could you be fulfilled with worldly pleasures? But you don't know that yet. And then 2015 is when I got curious you know, moved out into the mountains, no TV, no internet, got into kundalini yoga, ended up hiking the Appalachian trail, came back from that, still didn't know what to do. Then I got into, you know, a lot of the new age practices, mysticism, you know, um, Eastern religions, Western philosophies, reading like you wouldn't believe I have, like my floor is just covered with books, you know, soaking up tremendous knowledge, but maybe not understanding the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And I did that from 2015, literally perfect timing up until December of 2021 is when for me, it all really, what I was searching for and looking for, it it became full circle and realistic for me. And that's when I decided to really welcome in the idea of walking with God, walking with Christ Jesus and getting into scripture. And Mm -hmm. I know it's, man, it's been a touchy subject for a lot of people because there's so much misconceptions and confusion around the idea of religion and what it means to just be a follower of Christ, which is not a religion, right? It's, it's listening to the word in the gospel and then acting it out in your life. So I looked at it as one of the best manuscripts ever written to fulfill a life that is simplified and the most rewarding and Uh. one of the hardest things I've ever done Uh because God asks a lot of you and he asks a lot of you that goes against all the things that we are taught in a worldly perspective and the big takeaway Uh. that I learned because there's a million things and and the big takeaway and the thing that I've been juggling and balancing is the life that many people live whether you're in new age or whatever you believe in. And it's not wrong. There's no judgment here. It's whatever you're doing, do it. Because I did it for so long, you would have never convinced me to be where I'm at now. The major difference is, it's people believe my will, my way, I'll manifest, I'll create, I'll consume, I'll build, and God will bend to me. And when Mm. you come to Christ, he says, "Uh uh-uh my will, and you bend to me. So now what I can say, if you were looking at data points of how I was feeling when I was doing all of those practices, right? And and let me tell you, there's a lot of them. You ever done full moon Mm -hmm. rituals, tarot card readers, mediums, manifestation, vision boards. They're like keeping you busy. You're like, whoa, I got to do so much. Now I just go like this, whatever you want. Okay. you want me to have you want me to be abundant? Great. You want me to go out into the world and be patient and and be a seed planner and let my heart open up so other men can say, whoa, I'm curious about you. Great, I'll do that too. And that took a lot because I'm programmed in my mind as a man to be a leader, to be successful, a go-getter, go crush it, make it happen, be the man, go be beast mode,. Da-da-da-da-da. And now there's this new thing that's saying, Show up authentically and from a heart place all the time, even when people point their finger right in your face and say, You're wrong, you're ridiculous, you're stupid, that's nonsense. I want to challenge you, you don't know. And you get to say, "Hmm, I love you just as much as I love the people that go, Oh, Jerry, you're so good. And if we could just all come from that place where we all came from a place of non judgment, right? And we all came mm-hmm. from a place of a heart-centered approach. And I know I hear that a lot in the new age, right? I'm heart-centered, I'm heart-focused. But the difference is it's, it's got to be heart-centered without the me in it. And another crazy philosophy that I've adapted, which goes against everything I've ever learned, was this, and I'm sure you've heard it, you have to fill your cup first before you can fill others. I was a huge advocate of that. Now I'm like, nonsense. Go and fill the hearts of everyone around you and let the Lord and the Holy spirit take care of you. You'll Mm. never be empty. You'll never be empty when you have God first. And it's, and that's my, like, if you looked at my computer, it says God first on it. I drive, you know, the car I drive, it says God first on it. People always, what does that mean? Simple. Him first, me second. I'm not, I'm not God. I can never be. I can never do what he does. I sin all the time. I can never do it. So now when I put that forward, it has simplified my life. I don't take things personally, right? I don't worry about where the next check's coming from. I'm not concerned if I look good. I look bad. Am I fat? Am I ugly? Do I fit in? His muscles are bigger, this and that. Even the things that you saw at the 48 hour reset with Brandon, how did I, how did I heal? a relationship that was completely broken, right? And if I would have went in there with a, I'm right, you're wrong mentality, you did this to me, let me tell you, it's time for feedback. But I went in there and I said, look how I show up. I'm no better than you, but I'm willing to call it out. And why would I do that? Because it wasn't about, and take this for what it is, like for the listeners, really listen. It wasn't about making sure Brandon said, I approve of you and let's be friends. It was about, am I fulfilling what God wants by showing up in full love for my fellow brother? So the framework changed for me. And that's where I've encompassed this idea of being, and you see my Instagram, a faith-based men's coach. It's not come be religious. It's do you have faith in your life? Because if you don't have faith, my question for you is when you become broken, who picks you up? Mm-hmm. If, you're sm- if you're broken and you're depressed and you don't know, who, how are you going to pick you up? That's when, and, and let me tell you, how many people do you know? They say, I've got down on my knees and I prayed. It's always when we need something. Mm-hmm. but do we get gonna be down my question and, for you but do we get down and pray every day like i used to have these long mornings right now do i think movement uh you know breath breathing maybe not extreme breath work like where you have to hyperventilate and stuff but if you read scripture he says breathe in the holy spirit breathe it in he gave you breath right Or, you know, gratitude journal, things like that. But I used to have these long, like hour-long mornings, this and that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I get up out of bed. I sit on my bed. The first thing I do is I just say, thank you. Thank you for another day. What a great blessing. How can I serve for you today? How can I show Mm -hmm. up in your name? How can I lead men and lead them into the same joy that you've given me? Show me for I'm your humble servant. That's it. Simple. My whole day is like, boom, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that, man. And that's, you're right. That was like my, my question to you for men out there is um, there's so much in this that I want to kind of peel back. But the first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, we do come from a place of us, 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 right? So we look at the world. We look at how, how cards are stacked against us. We don't look at how life actually can be very easy because it's all, it is, it is as it is. Like there, there's, you know, we're the ones that put stipulations and, and goals and all this other stuff. And then we're the ones that equate those to failures and, and misery and things like that. But the struggle yeah. is really what we put on it. Life is what it is. So how do we get guys to really kind of take this lesson that you're giving right now, as far as like being able to accept that position in life Uh, Whether guys are are on the path of God, whether guys are on the path of universe, whether guys are on the path of Buddha, whatever they're on the path of. But how do we give them this lesson of really, there's so much outside of us that if we can just be, we can live happy.
1: Hmm. I think a a simple place for men to start. And I love that you said whether you believe in Buddha, Krishna, God jesus gnostic i mean there's 365 divinations just of christianity enough to drive you crazy but it brings me to where i was going to say is everything that you see in the world is created by man right so it brings you back to the idea of are you in the flesh or are you in the spirit if you live in the flesh you will live in comparison judgment you'll live in worldly pleasures You'll you'll need to feel good. You ever hear that? People say, I just want to feel good. I just want to be happy. How do you be happy? Right? Because you're living in the flesh. It's all about this. But if you move the flesh aside and you say, Who am I from a spiritual level? Who am I in spirit? Right? What am I living for? Am I really? And then then here comes raw honesty. Am I doing? To be seen, heard, and respected, or am I doing from a place of pure intention, which is to be of service? Mm. Right. So men get to get really honest. You got to get honest. Be and you know what? Just like it says in scripture, it says it doesn't say go to church and uh, you know put money in the basket and you know go to the priest and ask the father to help you. No, he says go in your room, close your door, and speak to the father in privacy. So I ask men, go in your room, close your door and ask yourself, who am I really being? Do I re- Am I really going to work because I care about saving the children and I'm doing this great humanitarian or am I doing it so someone goes, hey, you know what, Johnny, <laughs> you're a good guy, you're a good man, you really show up, buddy. Wow, look at you. And then hypocrite, look what you do in the background. When no, I'm not saying you, Johnny, I'm just using as an example. Yeah. But you know, and you know how I knew that? I said to myself, you're that guy. You're that guy. Mm-hmm. You're doing all, telling the guys, do all the things. And then there's loose ends in your life, Jerry. There's loose ends. So I came to face with that. And I said, look, let's get really clear about how you show up inside first. And I, and I learned that service, full service in the world with no reward begins the baseline because now we're in full surrender. Now it's about, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep being the truth without the goodies. Mm. And that's where faith comes in. Cause if you don't have faith, then you don't care what happens in the afterlife. You don't care when you die. You only care about the now. Well, if I show up all the time and I give all my time, I should be paid for my gifts. Yes. You should be paid. You have to make money. You have to live, but look at your intention. Look at your intention. I got to be paid. I got to get myself worth. It's not about other people. It's not about service. It's about you. Now we live in the me society. selfie. I mean, look at, I'm going to get crushed for this one. Self-development, self-love, right? (laughs) I mean, it's right there. It's like, just, I, I love dissecting words and things that people say, right? Like, because they don't know origins. And that's mm-hmm. where I went on my path too recently. I got real, I went into like, close the doors. And I said, I want to know origins. Why am I doing certain things? Where do they come from? What is the origin, the root and and the center of it? Like I broke down everything. And then I said, nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing And then I said, I'm going to completely just flip the paradigm and just turn things on its side. Not because I want to be the one lone wolf out in the world, like telling you this is wrong and do this. I just want to set the example. So when, Mm. when someone asks, wow, I really like how you design your life. What did you do? It's simple, simple, but hard. Stop making it about you make it about how can I, Plant a seed in every man's heart. And this is my mission. How can I plant a seed in every man's heart that creates a piece of curiosity? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to finger point you. I don't want to say, I'm right, you're wrong. I want to plant that little seed in your heart, right? And walk away and then say, God will water it, not me. Mm. God will water it. And that's very true because 33 years ago, Who's now one of my mentors? I talked to him. I literally talked to him this morning. His name's Tom Jennings. Remember Mike, the dude I was telling you about, the dude, the nightclub, Big Coco. His stepdad, spiked steroid, right? (laughs) His stepdad would used to go to his house. He used to always say to you, like, "Oh, have you found Christ Jesus yet? You ever, you ever read a Bible?" And I'm like, "Oh man, this guy's crazy. I don't want to deal with him." And he sat me down 33 years ago. And was like, you know, have you ever thought about walking with the Lord? Then he gave me a Bible. I remember I went in my car. I was like, not by like, are you kidding me? Get out of here, dude. This is crazy. Some guy in the clouds. And then uh, what do you know? 33 years later, when I had, when I had my, just, I don't know what you want to call it. Come to Jesus moment, whatever it is. It was super powerful. Um, he popped right into my head and I called him. Mm-hmm. And I called him and he was like, man. And he said something to me. He said, God's a good God. I said, what do you mean? He said, 33 years ago, I put a seed in your heart. And it took 33 years for it to sprout. Mm. Think of the patience. Remember we talked about the wolf and the patience. Think of the patience and, and the love of faith that I could go be a total maniac for 33 years right. And do all these just wild adventures and crazy things. And I could be talking to you right now and have this love in my heart. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. And that's all I, and that's like, all I want men to experience that. Dude, just, just stop the stories, man. And the pressure and the things that are so non-important and just be grateful. Like I got, I got guys around me that have wives and kids and I'm like, dude, what? Are you serious? You're like a champion. Look at the blessings. Look at the blessings. You're worried because you're not a McMillionaire? Oh, man. are we lost in the sauce.
0: Dude, come well, on. This is, something, this is something I want to dive into with you because so we're, we're in this place and, and this is, uh, you know, this is something that comes to my mind. So I know so many men are thinking of it. But when we're sitting there and we're conditioned in this um, we're conditioned in this subconscious mindset to be desiring, uh, especially wealth, but it's collection of material things and it's service with reward. And then it's competition, us men, very much, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's one of the things that trends masculinity globally is, is competition. There always is that that. Um, so when we look at these pieces, and for the man sitting there saying, Jerry, I, I fucking love what you're saying, but like, I still have this fucking voice. I have this voice that even when I go to, to give food to the homeless, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh man, some, my wife's gonna love that I did this, or I'll be able to talk about this at the bar and see what the other guys were doing. Like these things, I think, sit in the back of many guys' heads. What can we give them to to one, maybe tell them that that's okay. And then 2 a tool maybe you can pass on to them to help start rewiring this. Yeah,
1: man. So many juicy nuggets. I was like, my brain was like (laughs) while you were talking. So I think a sense of so men listening can go like this. Guess what guys, you'll never be the holiest of the holiest. You are bound to F it up hands (laughs) down. And you're expected to, it is written. And it is said you can never be perfect. Never. You could mm-hmm. even me. I can't. There's things that still battle me, and I get down. And I say, "Look, there's something. There's still stuff in me. Welcome to the human experience. You cannot be the creator. Okay. So ease mm-hmm. up the reins. Relax. Now, there's a difference between unconscious ways and conscious. Once you become conscious of what you're doing, here comes. That vigilance that works in the philosophy of what you were saying, where guys have this winner mentality, why don't you win for yourself? Now that I know I have these ways in me, let's be as vigilant as I am about showing up and becoming a champion and winning and as I want to be the best version of myself. So let that fuel you to have vigilance in your life when you consciously know something is not for you. You have to have, it's willpower, they call it, right? Or whatever you want to call it, or a uh, championship mindset or calcifying your brain as David Goggins will say, well, can we just say it's an awareness? I know mm-hmm. I do this. I'm not going to do it. Now, couple that with faith, giving a little bit of outside of you saying, hey, I need support here. That's your daily prayer. Um, and I think there's ways of, of redesigning how we've been showing up. So two things that came to me And I've actually shared this with some of the men when we did our membership group call for Empowered Brotherhood. I told men, I said, go out into the world this weekend and be of service and never speak of it. And they were like, what? I was like, go serve people and never speak of it. Right? Because that's in Matthew when he says, do not let the left hand know what the right hand does for all good deeds should be done in secret and should be seen by only by the father. Now watch people today. What do they do? Oh, I'm going to give this waitress a $200 tip on a $200 thing. And they're on TikTok. Bro, what? what? Oh, yo, I'm going to give money to these homeless people, but I'm going to pretend to be homeless. I'm going to dupe them. And whoever shows me kindness gets a reward. You ever see these people, right? They're out there. No, I've never seen that. Oh, they go up to people. They go, Oh, I'm I'm hungry. I'm homeless. Do you have any money? And people like, get out of here. And then, and then they shame those people, right? They shame them. And then someone comes by, Oh, I don't have any money. Can you help me? And they're like, Oh yeah, here you go. And he goes, Oh, actually, sir, I'm not homeless. I'm actually a millionaire. And I'm just seeing who's willing to give. So here's a hundred dollars. Wow. And then what does the person do? Oh, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. You changed my life, bro. No, wrong, wrong, because it stems from self again, right? It's glorifying my deeds to be seen as what? A good person. The true work, which makes you fall into the selflessness, right? Which really builds your heart muscle is go into the world, do something that lifts another person and never speak of it. Because there is someone watching and you'll be seeing that someone, whatever you leave in when the time comes and they'll say, wow, here's your scroll of life. You've been a giver and you've been selfless and you've given it all and all and on. You never asked for the pat on your back. I get, ga- I don't like to say guaranteed, but I can say, if you live like that, your heart is so juicy and so full, you don't need the recognition anymore because it's fueling yeah. you You're the giving harmonizes your whole body because you just want to serve you just want to be that and and it illuminates you and people are like wow something about you there's something is you, you're just such a. I want to be around you the new age would say it's your energy and this and that and you know whatever okay great maybe it is I don't know I just know the selfless service right will reprogram the way you show up in the world hmm And again, you have to be willing to not be so worldly. You have to sometimes not be so keen on searching for the pleasures to be so filled with pleasure. Right. You see it everywhere. Like the emphasis, even in relationships. I mean, this will probably blow guys mind. The new thing I'm committed to, and it's very new and it's hard. And let me tell you how hard it is, is I'm not, I'm not having sex till I'm married. Yeah, wow. And when it comes down to not having sex, see, I, I tried to create a wiggle in there. So I'm I'm with this girl, Crystal, she's amazing. And we were talking, and I said, No sex with marriage. She said, Of course, me too. And then I said, Oh, yeah, well, we can still do other things, you know. And she's like, Gerald, mm-hmm. it's called oral sex. And I'm like, Whoa, wait <laughs> a minute. Wait, whoa. <laughs> so you're saying I ain't getting anything till marriage and she started laughing and she's like i just want to do it this way and i saw how i create do you see the compromise i created that's sure. how that's how men we we like to do it i'm going to glorify myself by saying no sex till i'm married but i'll still get a blowjob yeah because that'll hold me over so do you see how i ch- even now this is my honesty and vulnerability i had to check myself dude you're a hypocrite you're telling people, no, sexy, i married, but you're going to get a blowjob, which is still sex. You're not committed. So who, and then yeah. I said, who am I really committed to? My worldly pleasures. I got to feel good. Mm. I got to feel good. Jerry's got to feel good. And then I said, think of the level of trust, intimacy, connect. And I'm not saying this is for everyone. It's not. But for me, think of the level of trust, intimacy, friendship, and connection that's created when it's not about, you're hot. oh, I love it, yeah. baby. Give it to me more. Oh man, I love it, rocking my world. Cause a lot of men we work with, and I'm sure you see this, what happens? They have great romance, they get together, they get married, it's boring now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the same. It used to be hot, now it's not hot. She got old, she got wrinkly. Cause it's built in worldly pleasures. It's not built in, I feel inside this deep connection. Now, some people have that and have sex. This this is not an indefinite, can't be A or B, Yeah. but you see it, right? With men, this is why they go astray. They want that feeling again, feeling of what? I'm hot and desired. This young number likes me. Ooh, baby, the way she looks at me is not, my wife don't look at me like that anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I, I love about this that I would ask too is, what do we have what do you have in your little toolkit to give guys to confront the hypocrite to confront to confront that demon within because we all have him. I know I, every anybody that tells me doesn't have that the hypocrite oh, they're everywhere. The
1: liar. They're um, everywhere.
0: <laughs> you know and so I know. so so how do how do we get what what do you got in your toolbox to hand guys to to learn to start confronting the hypocrite? like Jerry, hey, I, w- I really want to but he's, he's everywhere with me. He, he justifies my bullshit and yeah. it makes me feel like I have a pass. Where do we go with that?
1: Well, definitely I would say surround yourself around men that share these similar values that have the willingness to grow in this deep level, right? I'm lucky enough to have men like you, men like the people like Preston, Staff, Steph, Garen, all the beautiful brothers in MPB that are all willing to go there. And that are all willing mm. to say, look, I'm going to support you in the way you're showing up. And you you get to have that support of the masculine finding those men. I don't know. You can go like on Craigslist and just like, hey, I'm looking for vulnerable <laughs> men that are willing to be intimate and call me out of my shit. Reply here. <laughs> see, this is this is the hard thing. You know, I mean, what I could say is I'm guys. If that ad. <laughs> yeah, we should put that <laughs> ad out and see what happens but guys if you're listening call johnny call myself like start there follow the right people and build your community now the second thing you can do is like what i said is remind yourself you can't get it right you can't be perfect okay now what i call that's grace give yourself grace to know i'm gonna slip up on the line of scrimmage gonna drop the ball it's gonna happen okay but I have a willingness and a desire and a thirst to pivot, to see how I'm showing up. I believe the community and that layer that drops it down, right? In this aspect of needing to be perfect, needing to get it right. When that drops down, the shame drops down. Hmm. Because men have been programmed by their parents, by their daddies and their daddies, right? When they say things like this, this is traumatizing. You know, man up. Don't be a little bitch. Stop being such a, you know, P U S S Y, right? Now we're programmed to not go there. I don't want to go there because that's not masculine. And where we get to reframe it is that's not accurate. The bravest thing you can do is examine yourself, look at yourself and say, you are showing up as a hypocrite. How can I pivot? How can I change my life to be as authentic? It, I just keep giving you, like, I tell you, like, for me, it's simple. I just think in my mind, what have I read? What's in scripture, right? Because I told you, it's like a manual, whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. It's like a great manual because it says a man who speaks from his tongue will always speak wicked, but a man who speaks from his heart will always speak truth. Our mm-hmm. tongue gets us into a lot of shit, a lot of trouble, yeah. <laughs> we always like to talk, right? But if we learn to speak from here, the truth, we have wisdom now. Yeah. So that's what
0: I, yeah. To that point too, it's uh, only from, from how we actually speak as humans, only 7% of what we're really saying comes from our words. So to the point of the Bible and to the point of even studies of human interaction, it, it's, it, it really complements one another. And uh, to, to also part of what you're saying, one of the things I heard, you ever watched the show, the new girl? No, <laughs> but should I Oh, dude, It's, <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. It's on Netflix. It's hilarious. My okay. wife, I love the new girl. The new it's girl. hilarious. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's one of the lines that was in there. Uh, one of the characters was thinking he was a bad person. So he's going around trying to get validated. He's a good person. And at the end of the show, his his friend in the in the apartment says, look, Schmidt, you did a bad thing. It doesn't make you a bad person. And I replaced that in my mind for life is that you may have done something you're unhappy with. You may have done something you feel guilty for. It doesn't make you a bad person. And that really, when you were speaking that that giving guys your wisdom, that came up for me because it's like, yeah, there's all shit that we've done that we can say man, I was a hypocrite, man. I wasn't really, I'm not, I'm pretty ashamed of that, or I feel pretty guilty for that, but it doesn't define you as a bad person.
1: No, you are definitely not a bad person. Are your ways maybe a little wicked? Sure. We all, we all do it. And that's where you get to clean up the inventory. I mean, look for your, for your listeners, here's full honesty. They're probably sitting here and saying, Oh, this guy lives such a great life. And he's so, you know, connected to the Lord and he's being pure and he wouldn't have sex to your marriage. But what was I before? Yes. Fornicator, going to see prostitutes, going to get happy ending massage parlors, looking at porn, jerking off all the time. Those were my demons. See, I can get disciplined on the working out. I can get disciplined on eating. I can build my business. I can show up in service. But what here's a funny parable I like to tell people, right? So they can understand it the darkness, demons, devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to believe in, right? If I was him and I was on his team and I saw Johnny's life and I saw Johnny starting to go the good way, right? I'd get in a boardroom mm-hmm. and I call in all my minions. I say, guys, break out the folder on Johnny. Break it out. <laughs> Boom. He's starting to go astray. We've been milking this guy for years, for money, for everything. We've had a torture on him. Get him back. So here's the minions. They break up. They say, I got it. Ah, Johnny loves lustful shit. Hit him with the hot girl he runs into at Starbucks. Great. Uh, Show him on Instagram when he's swiping through. All of a sudden, his feed's going to be ass shots. Get him pumped up. Get his juices going. Right. Okay, great. Um, Have that girl he's dating to start get real sexual with him. Good, good, good. Keep hitting him. This is the route for him. We're going to get him back, guys. So my demons knew oh, he's going astray, get him lustful, get him into, I need sex. Why? Because sex validated for me, I'm a man because I didn't start having sex till college because I was a very nurtured and sheltered kid because all I cared about was wrestling. And the minute I got to school and the women were like, you're nice. I want to sleep with you. I took, oh, the nice guy thing's working now. And then you get into nightlife and entertainment. It's like an endless vault of you're the cool guy right oh you're gonna get me into the concert oh my god jerry and then put alcohol in it it's like a no-brainer yeah i could have been looking like sloth from goonies and i still would have got laid every night it didn't (laughs) matter it was the persona the facade right so yeah men have to understand who are their demons you have Mm -hmm. to know them you got to know what gets you and then when that moment happens here's here's where, where we as men, we get to have support. And this is truth. And you could ask him to validate it. When I started shifting and changing my, my life in this thing, I was sitting in a car just about to go see a prostitute. And I called Stephanos. Wow. I called Stephanos, but I start. See, that's when I started to have faith come into my life because I was starting to go to Austin Ridge. I was see, look, I'm going to church. I'm reading a church, I'm still being sinful and wicked. I'm still doing it, right? Hypocrite first. And I called Steph and I said, I'm about to do something and I feel this disgust in me. And I have to tell you, because I want to be seen in my rawness, in my wickedness, I want to be seen in my truth for how I really am. And then I said to him, There's no way I can lead these men through transformation if I don't become honest with you and myself. And what did he do? He was a good friend. He he received me, accepted me, and guided me to leave. And what did I do the next day? I said, I have to tell the men when we do our men's workouts. I have to be seen by my fellow brothers as who I really am. When they're not around, because I knew here's the service. I knew my story would free many men who do the same thing. So I stood in front of all those men, 30 something men. And I said, this is what I was up to yesterday. And let me tell you, not that I need a reward. Many men came up to me and said, wow, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Yeah. And now I feel empowered that I know that I'm not alone.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's, That's where so men don't right?
1: want to go. They don't want to go there. Yeah. They want to be seen as, think- the, as the per- the champ. I don't do anything yeah. wrong. I'm like, dude, I do so much wrong. Ready? You want to hear it? No shame.
0: No shame, dude. It's so powerful because thank you for sharing that number one. Um, and it's powerful because when we realize that the things we are hypocritical about other people, so many other people are hypocritical about, it helps us to release, I think, that pressure and that hatred we have for ourselves for doing an act that we feel is a, is below us, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I love to tell your listeners this, this. Remember you said, what's one tool that you could use? When I was at the 48-Hour Reset, I... I went to every man who was sleeping at the house, right? And you know how I woke them up? I knocked on their door and I said, I want to tell you something. And I said to them, don't ever forget, you're one of one, never duplicated, never replicated, never created again. You're God's greatest miracle. There'll be many men, but there'll never be another Johnny. It's impossible. It can't, even biological twins are different. And we forget how unique and unbelievably amazing we are as individuals because we spend all our life contra- contrasting and comparing. And we don't say, dude, you can never make another Gerald Limon Jelly, Lemon Jelly, Lemon Cello, whatever you want to call me. You can't make me twice. I'm God's greatest creation. Now go live from that space. Go honor it. Be who you are. You're, you are are so unique. People seek things in the world, right? The rarest painting, the rarest diamond, the rarest car, one of one. Bro, you are that rare. Mm. And you're wasting all your time trying to be a copy. Dude, be you. Mm. You're the greatest. This is all I want from men. Dude, shine. There's enough light in the world you won't you won't make it any brighter i promise but if you just show up as you and you give your gifts and you love yourself for who you are you love your little love handles or maybe your chin ain't chiseled who cares shine from there
0: i love that brother that is such a a good way to kind of wrap this episode up that was beautiful um I want you to tell everybody what you got going on right now, where we can find you, how we can be part of your ecosystem. All this will be in the show notes, but I want them to hear it from the mouth of Jerry.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be launching another MVM movement group in March. So it's 12 weeks. Um, It focuses on mind, body, spirit, and service. If you're ready to get into a group of like 30 to 50 men who really just want to live life from their highest expression, that might be for you. If you are in Austin, I definitely am asking you if you're not, why are you not a part of Empowered Brotherhood and coming to the epic workouts and the men's circles and everything that we're doing in the world? It's just unbelievable. And you can also be a part of that as an online membership through MPB, which is digital. So if you live in Madagascar, I don't want an excuse. Get on the membership, get in there. It's the best thing ever. And for anyone listening, you can always just reach out, send me an Instagram note, send me an email. It doesn't matter. I'm going to respond and there's no boundaries. Just reach out. And I'm just happy to hear from you and serve in any way I can.
0: Yeah. And if people have gathered anything from this episode, it's that you're incredibly genuine human being and you truly, I've seen it firsthand, have zero judgment of people. Um, and I love that about you. It's also why men gravitate towards you. So for all the guys listening, like Jerry's one of the very few people who says, reach out to him. He will respond. Make sure you do it. If you're in a good time, if you're in a hard time, he is a special human being that will always hold space for you. So I love you, brother. This is great. And for your final question, before we hop off, by
1: the way, it's like the best podcast ever I've ever been on. It's just so much fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I love it, man. I love that. Thank you. I received that. I received that. Um, Your last question, what does the art of masculinity mean to you?
1: Perfect. Glad you asked this. The art of masculinity means to me, the ability to create balance, to learn, to be assertive when necessary, activate, And to also learn to be humbled and peaceful. So there needs to be moments in men's life where we live from a humble, calm place. But if a bear is attacking you, it's not time for meditation. It's time to assert and fight for your life. And it's okay for men to know that that is in us. That we can can be warrior and we can also be knowledgeable little wizard or whatever you want to call yourself, right? It's the balance, love, and assert, and learning how to juggle those two because we are men. We're leaders. We're meant to lead and protect.
0: Mm, Beautiful. I know you love
1: that one. Being in the military, you're like, I'm going to write that down. Lead
0: and protect. Hell yeah. I'm going to steal that (laughs) shit. I'm stealing half the shit you said in this episode. Uh, I'm putting it down. Johnny L. Sasser said this. Take it. I love it's it. It's all brother. yours. Oh, thank you so much for gracing the community with your wisdom, for being part of this, for always showing up honest and genuine. I truly appreciate you, brother. Can I say one uh, thing and to everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you got?
1: I think it's important for your listeners, if they don't know, to know that you embody all the things I'm talking about, Johnny. You actually embody them, and I could not that I have to prove it, but I can. You're a military, ex-military guy, and you could definitely assert yourself into the hardest situations and some of the more brutal things that most people will never experience in life. But when they meet you, you're humble and you're quiet and you live in servitude. And I saw it firsthand. And a lot of the amazing brands that we had from the 48 hour reset came from you and you didn't ask for nothing, Hmm. right? You didn't say, oh, I want to be acknowledged for all the brands and connections I brought. You never said a word. Now, Mm. not to dangle carrots in people because I don't want them to do things, but look how your art of service and your art of masculinity bared good fruit because here you are leading the men through Activate Your Alpha as a leader. Mm. And I guarantee you that wasn't in your plan. You didn't like, all right, so here's the plan, Johnny. We're going to give Gerald the brands and we're going to show up as a good boy at the 48-hour reset and then I'm going to get Into activate your health, I'm going to get some money.
0: Guarantee (laughs) you that wasn't even
1: in your mindset. You were like, I just Mm. want to be here. I just want to serve. And I just want to be with these men. And look what happened. Good trees with the roots bear good fruit. And you're that Mm. example. You're that example. You have a lot of good stuff going on in your life. And I've never met a person that says, Johnny, that guy's a dick. Never.
0: Talk, talk to my military buddies. We'll
1: no. <laughs> say in a loving way that guy Johnny's a real dick. Uh, love him.
0: I love it, brother. Thank you so much. That that actually means so much to me, and I appreciate you sharing that um, you. for for my benefit, but then also for the listeners. So truly, truly appreciate you, brother. Well. To everybody listening, this has been a fun time with Jerry Lemoncello and I love him to death. You guys know who he is now. Go check him out everywhere. Be part of his community. And as always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble. Until next time, guys.
1: Love it.